welcome to Rugged Theology, where we talk church planting, theology, and drink coffee. Welcome to Rugged Theology. I am your host, as always, Adam Diamond, and today we are talking to uh, one of our new interns, and you'll probably hear for a few of them over the next couple of weeks. We've had a lot of new people start with us, actually. So we've got a lot of new stories to tell. Uh, this morning, I am talking to Mr. Draven. Is it Pendergrass? Yes, it is yeah. Pendergrass. <laughs> How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. How about you, man? Uh, good, good. Uh, so for everyone listening, you know, give Draven a bit of a break his first time. People get shy around mics, which is funny. Uh, <laughs> I would think people get more shy around cameras, but I've of all the interns, um, there's been a couple that have actually been really almost terrified of the mic. Now, I'm not saying Draven's not here shaking or anything, but... You wouldn't know anyway, so I could say he's shaking his boots. You wouldn't oh, yeah, know. I sure am. <laughs> all right, man. Um, so let's just get into it. Uh, first of all, why don't you just share your testimony with the people listening? You know, how did you come to faith? How did you grow up? Uh, you know, even where you're from. Share share your life story with us. Yeah, um, I grew up in North Carolina, which for those who don't know, is on the east coast of the United States. Um, my mom worked for the church. She was the secretary slash um missions what do you want to call it um anyways my mom worked for the church um pretty much means that i also worked for the church you know i came to faith in the fifth grade so what is that about 10 years old is that something about it somewhere around there somewhere you know what i mean um i came to faith in fifth grade during a bbs or vacation bible school Oh, so do they do like a general invitation you put your hand up yes <laughs> they, well i remember uh that year i think it was jungle themed and it was something cheesy but it worked um, okay got baptized with i think four other students including my brother and then later that summer um ever since then i've kind of just been working around the church but um it wasn't until recently when i really started to take my faith seriously um mainly probably two or three years ago whenever i graduated high school i started working as a um as a youth leader for my church and that's kind of when i saw the most growth um you know i was put in charge in middle school and ever since then had to actually start taking my faith seriously since i was representing mm -hmm. and i was leading others and that's kind of how i got to the point where i am now you know i started talking with my pastor about you know potentially going into ministry of some sort we were talking about it talking about it talking about it and then all of a sudden he uh he comes up to newfoundland comes back down and he's like, Hey Draven, I got an awesome opportunity for you. <laughs> and now I'm here. So. so, um, what, what, you know, influenced your decision for Christ? Was it a sermon? Was it someone modeling your faith to you? Do you just always, do you just wake up and be like, yeah, I believe this? Well, growing up in North Carolina yeah. is definitely, um, it's the stereotypical Bible belt. I can't tell you how many churches were in my city alone. It was probably, <laughs> Uh, probably in the 50s, if not more than that. Um, so everyone is Christian where I'm from. You know, even if they're not actually Christian, they say they're Christian. So I kind of always knew I was in that field. Mm -hmm. It's just the matter of how serious I was taking it. And it really wasn't until I stepped into the role of a youth leader when I realized, hey, I might be culturally Christian, but I'm not putting in the works yet. So I would say probably three or four years ago is when I really started to take it serious to the point where I realized 
hey, you know, I've been given these certain gifts to lead and teach, mm-hmm. and that's something that I need to actually take advantage of. He's given those to me for a reason. And I can't just sit idly by. Was there anything in that VBS that stuck out to you? <laughs> no. Honestly, I couldn't tell you anything about it. I remember doing the little dance moves, and I remember... Can you do something now? No. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you any of the songs, but um, I remember it was like jungle-themed, I'm pretty sure. Um, it was just some cheesy little theme, but I remember for just for some year, for some reason that stuck out that year over all the other VBSs I'd done. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go and look up myself how long ago that was, and like, that's my person. I need to figure out what VBS that was now. <laughs> so, yeah, you you come to faith. Um, are, you, are your parents Christian? Do they? Yeah, my mom. Um, like I said, she works for the church, mm-hmm. and a big stipulation of working for a church means that you also have to be a Christian. Usually, um, well, usually I won't say all churches <laughs> do that, but it's usually a good idea. Um, so yeah, my mom. Strong Christian woman, you know, raised us, um, single mother, raised us by herself. And um, you definitely tell she was she was strong in it. That's great. So you mentioned that your pastor came back and, you know, said, I've got something for you. Like, wh- what was your reaction to that? <laughs> well, funny enough, uh, he came back and we were doing, usually we have Sunday school on Saturday or Sunday mornings. I mean, um but we canceled Sunday school and we all met in the fellowship hall and he gave this you know, great little speech about why we're supporting my mission, how it's different from North Carolina, all these awesome things. Mm-hmm. Pretty much just explaining what we do up here. And then he pulled me aside at the end and he said, uh, check this out. So I applied for the internship without telling a single person. <laughs> okay. Applied for it, waited like three weeks. Um, my pastor, Pastor Jamie, he pulled me pulled me aside one day and said, uh, did you apply for that? I said, yeah. So yeah, Shane sent me an email and uh, said that you did. So I didn't tell anyone for like solid two months probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> but once once I found out that I, you know, we were moving ahead with it, start telling everyone. Luckily, everyone's super super supportive. Um, both you know, in their prayers financially, just mm-hmm. helping my mom, everything. I mean, it really went great. So what was it that made you want to apply though? Was it because it's different here? Well, or? I've been looking for some way to get into missions for a while. Okay. And the way we were kind of going with that was maybe seminary. Um, so I started, you know, a little theology program on the side. You know, I was in college for exercise physiology, so I wasn't going for anything religious. Um, but it, it was just one of those things where we're trying to figure out how are we going to get this started? And then it just pops up, you know, okay, it, it worked out very well. So did you have any thoughts about what it would be like here on the ground? Like, what did you think you were getting yourself into? Well, of course, I, I'd seen the little videos um, that Mobile Missions put out. And I'd talked to Shane and Steve, and they told me how awful it is up here and how different it is. Uh, I didn't really have any expectations, I would say. I knew that it wasn't going to be the same as the Bible Belt. I knew that. Did um, you think we were full of crap? Or? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'd say... Uh, my expectations weren't low, but they also weren't very high. Um, I knew it was going to be different. Didn't realize how different it was going to be, but okay. So let's, let's let's go on that train of thought for a second. Like, what do you mean how different? Like, what do you find that's different here? Everything is different <laughs> up here. Um, from your stores to your money to <laughs> our money is a lot more colorful. <laughs> so everything's weird up here. Um, even just the accents. I've told probably about 10 people now that they sound Irish and they say, I don't sound Irish. You just sound Southern. 
I was like, well, you're not wrong. I am. But um, when I say everything's different, I mean just about everything. Um, even something as simple as like your, your McDonald's up here. They got little Canadian maple leaves on them instead of, uh, instead of just the big golden arches. <laughs> it, everything's different. How do you like Canadian Coke? Do you drink Coke? I don't really drink soda, but I, I have had it. It's pretty good. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen videos lately of, I don't know, Google's probably listening in or Facebook's listening yeah. in. So I've seen videos lately of like, you know, people trying American Coke and like, it just tastes like chemicals. <laughs> it kind of does, yes. <laughs> well. <laughs> Except me and Leahy um, usually look forward to American Coke. I don't know why. It's just, I guess it's just a different taste to Coke. Yeah, probably. Maybe we like chemicals. I don't know. Um, but uh, what's been the hardest thing to get used to up here? I mean, you're probably still getting used to a lot of stuff. But what have you found to be probably the hardest thing? Probably the weather. Um, <laughs> you, know, coming from, you, you don't like the weather today? The weather today is pretty nice, but um, coming from the south where, you know, if we get two inches of snow, that's considered like a lot. Yeah. And then up here, you guys are already talking about how oh, we're probably going to have, you know, a couple feet this year. And I was like, oh, goodness. <laughs> um, that and the wind. I should, I should have interviewed you in the middle of winter. You would have been like this gosh for shaking. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's awful area. <laughs> no, um, it, it's definitely colder up here. Mm-hmm. Um, very windy. But uh, compared to the south, it's it's different. It's mm-hmm. Different everywhere. Have you found the uh, like Christian culture? Like, have you met many like cat? It's Catholic definitely people more like- Catholic mm-hmm. than it is down south. Um, of course, in the south, we're primarily Southern Baptist. Um, you, know, you got the other ones around, but for the most part, if someone says they're Christian, typically it means that they're Southern Baptist. Mm. Um, while up here, if someone says you know. A Christian, you're probably talking about Catholicism or something around that area. Yeah. Um, so it, it's very different when it comes to just what we believe and how we go about, you know, our worship. That's funny. I think I will interview you in the middle of winter. You, <laughs> just, you should just, try that, yeah. Because I worked with a few international students at our mall, and some of them have moved in. In the middle of a winter, like in January, February, I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> That's just not smart. And so they moved in and they're from some very hot climates. So they come in there. They literally said to me, like, I felt this place was like, like something God had forsaken. Like they, they literally thought that, like, why would anyone live here? This is horrible. Yeah. I mean, look at someone like Texas, you know, a year ago when they got, I don't even think it was an inch of snow. Mm-hmm. It piled up their entire highways. We're just not used to it where yeah, we're from. Right. Um, like I said, two inches considered like that's a, that's a lot of snow. That's shutting down the schools for like a few days. While up here, two inches apparently is a good day. Oh, we're laughing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, then they saw the summer and uh, they were like, why didn't no one tell me this place is so beautiful? <laughs> no, it's, um, <laughs> it's very nice. Of course, I got here more towards fall, but you go up to Signal Hill or you know, just walking around. It really is a nice area. Um, have you looked at now that, the, that a lot of the leaves have changed colors and stuff? Yeah, no, it, it's it's definitely nice. I kind of just assumed it was one of those areas where everything goes from just being green to there being nothing. Um, <laughs> but I, I was pleasantly surprised when uh, I start seeing all the, the leaves changing colors. And Yeah, if you ever get nice it to area. the west coast of the island, mm-hmm. um, you'll see a whole lot more colors then. Yeah. Um, Steve was in somewhere in Virginia, I think, or somewhere. And they wanted, or it might have been Vermont, and they're like, oh, you got to see all the colors of the trees. Oh, yeah. And Steve was like, I see this home. <laughs> no, you, you go to like, you know, I say I'm from North Carolina, but originally I was you know, born in Virginia. But you go up there to like Pilot Mountain or something like that, and it's really, really nice area. 
um, especially during the fall. You know, that's when you're getting you know, your cars out, you're going on little road trips for the day, going mm-hmm. up to you know, just going anywhere just to see them. Um, so it's nice to have a little bit of that up here too. So you said you grew your faith, you know, being more involved in your church and, you know, you're looking for a way to grow and go into missions and then you apply for us. So what kind of things have you experienced on the ground here so far? Uh, that's a, that's a tricky one. Um, it's definitely a lot more, I don't know, a good way to describe it, but it's just different when it comes to like, you know, your typical Sundays, um, you know, typical Sunday down where I'm from, you know, people funnel in, listen to the service. They might stick around for a few minutes, but then they funnel right out. Mm. While up here, you know, we're here early setting up. We got the band going. Um, people funnel in slowly. We all pile up at the door to the point where no one can move. <laughs> <laughs> then we all just kind of funnel right into the service. Then as soon as the service is done, you know, you probably got 50, 60 people just hanging around in the. Uh, hanging around in the building just talking for yep. hours it seems like um to the point where someone like steve Dahl's like yeah i'm trying to try to shut down for the day but just gotta wait for everyone to leave um so i would say it definitely seems to be very communal up here um not to say that we aren't communal down in the south it's just typically if we're gonna be communal we're going out for lunch because we like to eat um but i would say that's probably one of the biggest differences and then on top of that you know just working for my own mission all the hands and feet work that we do, mm-hmm. you know, even just like this morning, we're setting up for parents and tots. That's something we would do where I'm from, but it's not one of those things where you're going to have an intern come out and do it for you and, you know, kind of get that experience working around with other people and other ministries that aren't involved with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing we like to do is give everyone that kind of well-rounded experience practically, yeah. right. Working alongside men and women, uh, you know, you'll be excited about this, I'm sure. Uh, I just set up a schedule for all the interns to teach at the chapel at Anchored Academy. So it'll be anywhere from K to grade nine. <laughs> should, be, should be interesting. <laughs> so uh, you all have experience of doing that, men and women teaching the children there. And that's just a way uh, to come alongside really one of the only Christian schools here. Yeah. Um, so it's a great way to partner with them. And I can't wait to see, you know, you're probably first time practice preaching. Well, I'm okay with that. I really don't have a problem going out and speaking, but second you put a microphone down in front of me, get all jittery. What, what, what do you think you're speaking into when you're preaching? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not thinking that far ahead right now. I'm just talking to everyone else. No, that's, that's great. Uh, so what kind of things have you been involved with in Model Mission? You mentioned Parrot and Tots. Yeah, so... um a lot of setup, you know, as a kind of a big guy, it's nice to have someone around who can just pick up stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but on top of that, I work with the young adults, you know, Curtis leads to that right now. Um, just kind of getting some experience, learning all the new names, faces. Um, them also one of the leaders for the boys gospel group. Um, I got the older boys, which has been, uh, it's been fun because that's kind of where my background is, is working with students. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely kind of my comfort zone. But besides that, you know, for now, I've only been up here for about a month and a half. I seem to mainly just be kind of moving around, getting a feel of the place, getting to know everyone, you know, what ministry is this, who leads this, who's mm-hmm. part of this. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at now. Yeah, and that's that's so important because you, it's so often, you know, a young guy gets out of seminary or whatever, 
goes to a church, thinks he's going to change the world till he tries to change the bulletin. <laughs> no. And then, like, you know, all hell breaks loose, oh, basically, yes. right? No, we've uh, had that before. I mean, one thing that I was taught always was that you go to a place and you don't change anything in that first year. You get to know who people are, what people are doing, the history of the place, and that's basically what you're doing now, yep. right? You're trying to gather in who's who, who's doing what, what's yep. the history of the place, um, so that you don't step on any toes. No, my job right, right now is pretty much just sit back and watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I'm, I'm involved in it. But when it comes to coming up with new ideas, changing stuff, that's not my job yet. Um, I think it's one of those things where you kind of got to humble yourself before you step into this role. You got to accept at the end of the day you're an intern. You're the new one up here. And you don't know what you're talking about. And there's also, like like you say, getting used to the culture, both, you know, the actual culture of the people and we'll say the weather. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. Right, it's getting used to that. It's a hard yeah, place yeah. in both things because people, you know, take for granted either they think they know the gospel or they think their church is going to save them, which is complete. You, it's you don't have many Catholics no, that no. you that you know of growing up, right? No, I mean we have some, but, but not as many as up here. Yeah. Did you go to school with any? Can you count any on your hands? Like you know, maybe like ten people. If they weren't or if they were Catholics, they weren't very good Catholics. Um, <laughs> so. I mean, growing up for me, Central Newfoundland, I did know any Catholics. I knew one Jehovah's Witness that I went to high school with, um, knew a bunch of people who said they were Christian, but never ever went to church, just assumed the culture was Christian. Uh, like yeah. It was really weird. Um, so it's something to adjust to even like I'm adjusting over here to the Catholic culture yeah. because I, you know, I'm learning and Steve gave me this great tidbit was basically you got to let people know that you're not, you're not their priest. And yeah. that has never come to my mind before. I've never had someone treat me like a priest, be like, okay, now you can't tell anyone what I'm telling you. I'm like, it doesn't work that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, uh, we're not the same. Yeah. But, um, it's, it's so I different. that yet. So what are you looking forward to? You know, you're only like a month and a half into this. Uh, you know, it's been an interesting transition so far. The weather, the culture, the money, <laughs> the church life. And you're, like you said, you're sitting back and observing. But as you look forward to, you know, the coming year and so, like, what are you hoping to experience? Yeah, I'm you know, mainly just trying to figure out the culture, like you said. Um, but once I, I kind of get that down under my belt, I mainly want to just kind of sharpen those skills I've been given already. Mm-hmm. You know, step into a role of leadership and teaching. On top of that, just hone my uh, my theological understanding. Luckily, we have some uh, some great teachers at Model Mission. Um, so I would say I mainly just want to get better at just being me. Um but that that can involve quite a few different things, you know, whether that be stepping into a role of teaching or just sitting back and learning as much as you can. Mm-hmm. I'm down for anything. Right on. All right. Well, thanks, Draven. Thanks for joining us. And uh, for those of you listening, you know, be praying for him as he you know continues to transition into this role. And he adjusts. Uh, I'm sure some of you have traveled before, and cultures are different. Uh, just got back from Nevada, uh, which is a a fantastic conference but uh it's a different world <laughs> so imagine you know uprooting your life as a young guy coming to newfoundland of all places from the sunny south <laughs> and trying to adjust to the people the culture uh it's a different country it's a different world so we're praying for him praying you know for god's direction on his life and uh, if you see if you're here in St. John's and you come to Calvary and you see him and you haven't met Draven yet, come up to him, say hi, get to know him. 
In the meantime, I hope you enjoyed this, getting to know one of our interns and what we do here at Mile One Mission. Catch you again next week. You've been listening to Rugged Theology. Rugged Theology is brought to you by Mile One Mission. If you want to know more about Mile One Mission and our work in Newfoundland and Labrador, visit www.mileonemission.com. That's it.